Hey guys, my name is CJ Finley and this is the Thrive On Podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're trying to get off the ground and, ha- and struggling to get started, I'd love to help or connect you with someone that can. Tonight I have the love of my life, Miss Erin Finley, on again for a third episode. You can find her at Inspiration on Instagram. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about misconceptions in relationships. And the first thing we're going to go into is a hot topic, soulmates. Do you or do you not believe in soulmates? Erin is a little bit conflicted on this, so I'm going to go in and let her answer. Do you believe in soulmates, Erin? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on again. I'm starting to feel honored to be on a third episode of the Thrive On podcast. It's starting to become a little hobby that we're enjoying, and it's actually almost 10.30 on a Friday. This is our date night, so that should tell you a little bit about the relationship we're going to talk about tonight. But I guess to get started on that, the concept of soulmates, it's something that I've thought about a lot these past couple years, especially since you and I reconnected and like kind of quickly realized that we were going to be spending the rest of our lives together at, after that. I, I think that especially a lot of younger girls grow up thinking that there is this, there's the concept of a soulmate is a real thing. And, and I'm not here to say Why? that it is or it isn't. I think that all the, you know, the media and movies and fairy tales and fictional books that we read lead us to believe that this is a real thing. And then I think it leads to sometimes a lot of discouragement in your young adult to adult life when you feel like you're not finding that person. And I think, I'm, like I said, I'm not here to agree or disagree with the concept necessarily, but what I do think is that most people, or the people that may be looking for someone that they know they wanna spend the rest of their life with, may not be realizing that that soulmate or in quotations or whatever you want to call it is not going to be this perfect character that walks into their life one day and flips their world upside down. Uh, I think that it's all about the perspective you have on every person that walks through your life and having a realization that when you have a connection with somebody or that chemistry like you and I felt when we reconnected, I think it was with the understanding that you are not perfect, I am not perfect, we're not going to be perfect together, and it's going to be, but we're going to, we're willing to make it work, and we are understanding that no time is it ever going to be perfect, but it feels good for us, and we're, we love each other enough to put in the work that it's going to take for a lifetime. And I think that's really what it's about. Finding a person that matches that level of commitment to wanting to put in the work because you're there for the highs and you're there for the lows. And I think that's easy to say, um, but you have to know, that, be ready to feel that. And so I don't know, what do you think? What Do you believe it or what's your take on it? I mean, so... It's a tough question to answer because for a lot of things I always answer with it depends on on each scenario and I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in that you probably have soulmates in different areas of your life so not even just like romantic relationships but you're talking 
friendships. friendships, business, and and things come and go yeah. in, in life. And I think a lot of people's souls align. And like for me, like if we're if we're talking like friendships and and soulmates, you have those friends that you don't see for five years, and then you see them and grab lunch with them. At, or dinner or whatever it may be and it's just like you just click yeah, yeah. so like it gives me that hope that I agree like, with that I think that there are a lot of friends that I felt that with and and you can also often look back on different phases of your life and realize like wow that person like you realize that there are these key figures in your life and and your soul's aligned for a purpose and that's that and I, I think that. it happens a lot easier with friendships because we don't have this pressure and that's where we're allowed, we're allowed, we allow friends to be imperfect. And that's because like our ego, when we're around our friends, is reduced. We're both in this natural habitat where we're talking about and discussing like our most natural tendencies and flaws, whereas like when and we're talking- And you know your about, friend's gonna accept you no yeah, matter what. Yeah, and accept you no matter what. And when you're talking about relationships, the problem that we start with is when we're younger, we just do what we see and we see in our relationships with movies and the media like you were saying um that it should be a certain way that a relationship should be this way and this is the ultimate the mecca of relationships um where everyone's happy all at the at the same time all the time and that's just not reality and i think that happens with people are one insecure we all are and we have this ego um, we're ego get, ego driven beings. Uh, we all want attention and to be satisfied. And when we go into relationships, especially at a young age, we're looking for relationships that feed that ego. That like, what can I get out of this relationship with this other person? Um, rather than like for our relationship per se, it's not what I wanted from you or what I want from you. It's like, what do I need? somebody else in my life to help me get better and sharpen myself so i know myself so much and i've dug in and analyzed everything um over the past like decade and for you it's just like you help me become the person that i'm supposed to be so you might not have been my soulmate up to this point mm -hmm beforehand because yeah, if you were i might not have had other relationships and that's right. what people don't see is like okay well if you have a soulmate how do you have other relationships and, right, and right, shit right, like right. that so but, i think so to your point i mean what would you say you you said you mentioned that you're you really knew yourself so is that what you would suggest that someone who's looking for this other person to, to be their partner for life what, what advice would you give to somebody that's looking for, for that? For their partner for life? Yeah, for that, that match. A lot of it just has to come down to yourself. So for me, I knew I wasn't going to find my partner for life at a bar because I didn't yeah. necessarily enjoy myself getting drunk at a bar. But I did enjoy working on myself. So whether it was reading or writing or working out, or listening to podcasts like the one we're on right now and just like self-optimization things and then also somebody that just like this brand is thrive on life somebody that literally wanted to experience life for more than just 
I'm gonna go to a job and make money. And that's where I also think that if someone is looking for that significant other that is life-changing for them and can potentially grow into that quote-unquote soulmate, they have to look into like what lifestyle do they want, not just now, but like two years from now, five years from now, when they have two or three kids, do they even want kids? What do they want from that person? Like, do they want yeah, a stay-at-home mom or do they want a working true. woman or like, you have to look at all those factors, and I did. Like, I looked at myself. I agree like, with that, but I also think that we also, we don't know what we want in five or ten years. So I think it's while I think it's important to understand what kind of lifestyle you want. We don't. It does. I we just don't know clarify. exactly what yeah, we exactly. want, but you you know typically like we reverse engineer down. Like when I'm forty, I want to be free enough where I'm taking my kids on trips and stuff. Like so that means you have to be wealthy enough to do that. I want, I think yeah I just wanted to clarify that I don't I don't think that there's this need to have everything figured out for your whole life so that the other person should know everything it's just you need to know what you want your future generally to be like and it, like you're saying like you wanted somebody that wanted more out of life than just having a career but somebody that was as mission driven and wanting to make this big impact on the world and be like a mover and a shaker with you I think that that knowing that is really important and knowing if you're not like that is also really important. But that's 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 how you it, it, exactly, but that's how you become my soulmate. Like like beforehand, so for those that don't know, like I've known Aaron since we were 10 and we reconnected when I think it was like we were 24 years ago, so 24. Um and what I didn't know was this ambition that you had to change the world and to do these other things. So that directly aligned with like what I'd been thinking and what I'd been feeling. So that's what started that whole, this person could be the one for me. Could right. she grow into that soulmate, quote unquote. And I think a lot of people, again, they just don't know themselves enough where it's like, if I had met a girl, when I was at that point meeting a lot of, a lot of women that we would go out, you'd have a drink or whatever it may be, but that was it. It was just face value. It was like, right. what do you want to do with your life? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm studying for this or I'm doing this. And I'm like, no, like, what do you want 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Like, what do you want your, when you're sitting on your deathbed, what do you want to So for what do you guys like say? you, so for guys that are driven like you, where would you tell them, what, what would you tell them to do activity wise? Like, how should they find their person that aligns with that same type of drive that you One, have? stop trying to find them. That would be the first thing. You're, you're never going to find the girl that's after her own ambitions because she's after her ambitions. He's not after another man. And that's what you have to like realize is that like the true yeah, winners like out that. there like aren't at, aren't looking for you. They aren't looking for that alpha male that's like, man, like I want this this girl that's super smart, that is willing to 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 be super ambitious and support me in my own goals. Like, dude, she's fucking working on herself right now. And that's the thing you need to realize. Well, if you're realizing that like, okay, like for me, I needed somebody that liked to do fitness. Because if I'm going to be in the gym on a Friday night, I can't have someone saying why are you in the gym on a Friday? Like, I want to go get drunk. Or if I'm, like right now, it's 10.30 on a Friday and we're doing this podcast, like I need a, a wife that's like, let's fucking do this. I can't have somebody that's like, 
let's just sit here and watch Netflix. Now I'm not, for anybody listening, if that's what you like to do, that's cool. But that's not for me and I understand myself enough that like I would just be single until I was 80 if no <laughs> if there was no woman like Aaron to like actually support that and do what I wanted to do. Now, a lot of people, again, get complacent, which I, I kind of understand in, in our society is, is like, you know what, like you start doing timing your thing and just thing. like timing is a thing and like you, you you get your job and like you're just like dude you're trying or, or girl you're trying and like i understand like you find somebody and they they compliment you in certain ways so that's where that whole for me like that soulmate thing is conflicting think, because yeah. for some people like, like you, you would have to wait a long time or you'd have to travel a lot and, and you'd have to go through a lot to find that person that becomes your soulmate. So it is a very touchy subject. I think also, and this kind of leads into it, people, another misconception is that when you found the one and you know you see a relationship from the outside and social media or whatever facade people portray, it's like they just, people have the assumption that every day when you find that person is like bliss or that, you know, they're, you haven't found the one unless every day or, or most days are just you know how you know like you know how I know you're the one cloud. you know how I know you're the one how? for everyone out there we tried to shoot this literally 10 minutes ago and then we got in an argument and then we figure <laughs> out why we were arguing and what caused us to stop the podcast and now we're shooting again that's how Team and now work. I'm enjoying myself <laughs> I'm no, sorry to cut I you off but like that's that's what it takes like a good example um but but yeah so i think as i was saying i think one of the biggest misconceptions that people have and i i, I would want to put out there is that i think that we have a really good relationship i really value our relationship our marriage but i want to admit that there are days when i'm like this is this is like terrible <laughs> <laughs> what so I'm so mad right now. So and I think that that's just the reality. I think everyone probably has But dig, but dig in a little bit more of like okay, so this is this is terrible, right? Like right. this is a terrible moment. One, like what makes it terrible? Yeah, so I think that's the thing. Every time I'm in those positions, it's probably not going to happen right then and there that I do this analysis, but whether it's that day later on or we talk or Maybe the week later, I'm trying to understand what caused me to feel that low or us to feel like a low in our in our marriage or a relationship. And it's usually one of us is dealing with something internally or some other factor has influenced our day, our week, whatever it is. And that's freaking that's life. So no matter what, you're going to have these external factors. We all know this, but it's how you react as it's together um, in, in terms of how you let that affect your relationship, how you let it affect you individually, because however you let it affect you individually is definitely going to have an effect on how it affects your other person. And I think it's a lot of just understanding how I and how you have responses to certain things that may push us in a certain direction that's not necessarily positive. And I know I have a tendency at times to feel vulnerable or get on edge about certain things. And if you happen to be doing something that I'm like, I don't even can't even think of a really good example right now. But if I'm like upset about something already that doesn't really have anything to do with you and then you're not this like supportive, really happy figure whenever I get in your presence, 
I start to get like angry with you for no reason. And I have the self-awareness to understand after the fact that that was my not I don't want to place but fault this, anywhere. This, this brings but into a... it's all like there's always a reason. And there's and I think the big thing that can come up in relationships is like trying to place blame somewhere. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's all just a big you have to kind of understand everything from a bigger lens of what caused but this this the pot in this the brings place. in a huge like other misconception of relationships is that your significant other should be constantly pouring into you right like that's right, right, right. that's a huge problem in today where you think that your soulmate is someone that's just fucking pouring that really good juice into you all the time and you're just feeling great no, we're human. and, and yeah. the problem is so like you you come into that scenario where something pissed you off during your day not piss you me and Aaron rarely get pissed off but like something set you on edge and then you come home and like I'm not paying attention or, or I did I do something that just isn't in line with like what your expectations were now the problem is right right then and there is like you need to pour into your own cup and realize that like okay this I'm is having not an expectation. Yeah, you're having an expectation that's unrealistic and it's not my job to like pour into you in that moment. Now, I'm not talking about there are times in life where uh bad things happen, uh death in family, sickness, illness, whatever it may be, unexpected things. What you should be looking for in your relationships is people that like without a doubt, I know that if something happens, Aaron's going to be there for me no matter what. And CJ is going to be there for me no matter what. You want that person. That's how you know, like, what are their tendencies when the times are bad, like really bad? Yeah. Not when, like, for me, like, I, I'll give you a good point. Like, she'll come home and the dishes won't be put away. And then I'll literally I, be like. But wait, I need to explain why <laughs> like, I would be mad. Hold on, hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta cut you off because, like, the dishes aren't put away. But she has this expectation that for all my entrepreneurs out there, because yes. I come and go in in our apartment that I'm fucking concerned with the dishes. Like yeah, so I'm literally before. calling clients and calling people and then I'm telling her like it literally will take me 10 minutes at the end of the night that if she literally just comes up to me and is like, hey look, can you put these away right now? I will do it. But because wait, she set that expectation just... <laughs> of you need to pour into my cup because I had a bad day or whatever, I can't even see that as a guy, nor will I ever see it. So let me just explain that a little bit because this was a good example of me having to readjust the way I view this in general. This is like such a minor thing, but when we first started living together, I guess, and I would get upset about those things. Well, actually, it wasn't when we first started living together. It was when you started to pursue this whole entrepreneurial journey and essentially had time to be home during the day. And so when I would come home from work or school or whatever it was and saw that you you were already there and like, the place was kind of like not put together in a way that I would ex kind of expect if you're there. Yeah, like you're understand. expecting like people are coming over. <laughs> Nobody's coming over. It's just us two. But wait, so I had to adjust. But then you explained to me, you know, like everything that you've been doing. And it's not that you have to justify it necessarily. But I'm also unreasonable to think that, you know, there's there has to be a certain way. Like we can just set a time together when we f like fix this up. It's not a big deal. So I think for me, it was more just understanding that the way you work and the way that, you know, and if I ever am super busy and I don't get to like the laundry when I ideally would want to, it's like, 
I give myself credit so or slack or I don't but so I should give you slack you know what I mean like it's a give and a take it's and that's such a stupid minor thing and we know that but I think some people let those little things build up and like well, don't li- talk about it yeah I mean I mean that's what it that's what it turns into and that that's where I mean we talked about this on our on our last podcast communication yeah. was a huge huge factor and that's where like no matter what in our relationship I think because and this is a another huge thing in relationships is like you need to build your relationship on friendship first and on again like if we go back to the very beginning of this podcast of breaking that layer down of being vulnerable with that other person and a lot of being vulnerable is having difficult conversations of saying like you know what I'm feeling this way so like what would be worse in this scenario is if you got really pissed off about me not doing the dishes or cleaning or doing whatever and you didn't say anything right and then six months go by and you just blow up on me and then shit hits the fan yeah that's what happens in a lot of relationships and i I think and i and so my point with all of that and not to go into the weeds about the dishes But I think there is this misconception that when you're married and you've found the person that makes you happy forever and most of the time and whatever, it's that every day is like some like joyous day. (laughs) I don't know. I just think that people think that if you're not feeling that with someone, then they're not right for you. And I don't think that that's true. And I'm I'm 100% agreement. And that's where like, your number one for me your number one soulmate should be yourself like you cannot find that other person that really compliments you and so you like i said you fully know like what time of day do you want to wake up what how much money do you want to make in your life like you're never gonna fit you don't have to know you you don't have to know you just have to understand that like these are questions that are unanswered which are okay but if you're not trying to like figure out those questions and that other person is it's going to create conflict or if both of you are answering those questions in different ways it's going to create conflict what so if that, neither of you are thinking about anything like that then maybe you're just gonna have i mean i don't i don't know you might yeah to, I don't know. to me a, like I, I that's that's a hard thing to answer but i think if none of you are asking questions of yourself, like it's not gonna go well. Like both of you are gonna stay the same forever. Right. Now, if you're happy in your relationship, maybe that's great, but then are you the best that you could be for the world? I don't know if you're gonna be better in your relationships with everybody else, but I, I think that's like a, that's a bubble scenario. Like yeah. I don't think that that happens much. Yeah, um, I think some of the other misconceptions are I think there's a difference between like loving, being in love and loving someone. So what do you, what, how would you describe the difference? So being in love, I think for me is more of action. So like, but is it a, is it a feeling that's constant? No, that's what I'm getting going into. Like being in love with somebody is your actions. Like if I'm in love, so I'm I'm in love with my wife. I'm gonna do certain things because I'm in love with her. I'm gonna I'm gonna get her flowers, or I'm gonna take her on a date on a Friday night. Or I'm gonna do these things that I'm so in love with her. 
that just seeing her happy makes me happy. Now, for like a some, good example was you moved. Yeah, like how many times? <laughs> like four times for you, and like that's because I was in love with you, and no matter what, like I couldn't, I didn't want to see the next year without being around you or or having a story with you, right? Now, loving someone like you, you talking friends or your family, I don't think that's as much action oriented like you can love objects like you can love your fucking house or your car or whatever it may be that just gives you that like fleeting I think, I think... that fleeting feeling versus like again like it being in love causes action like yeah, that's I think that's, that's a good way to it describe it and and I think most people probably do know that there's a different that that those are separate concepts or at least they're described to be separate concepts but I think the misconception that I see frequently is that people think that when you're in love with someone, it's this constant feeling of you can't imagine anything or a day without that. Per- it's just like a feeling. And I, and I think I, I agree with your description of the actions where the way you decide to do certain things is based out of that in love feeling because you wouldn't do it otherwise. That's... And that, for me, it comes down to, like, you're talking pain. So, like, if, if I'm in love with somebody, I'm willing to go th- through pain for that person's betterment. But if I love something and, like, that thing gets taken away, like, I can lose that love, like, pretty fast. Like, that, that's how I view it. It's just, like, you have, again, you have friends, family, whatever it may be. They come and go. You love them. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll call you in, in five years, whatever, whatever it may be, right? Um, we'll, we'll see each other when you moved across the world and we'll see each other. I still love you. Like, that's cool. I love what you're doing. I love what you're up to, whatever it may be. But when you're in love, it's just like I'm willing to go through the fire for you to, like, I think see you can betterment. go through fire for people you love, too, and not just the ones that you are in love with. But that's just my opinion. I mean, I, I think you can too, but I'll go through if, fire if you, through. then you'd be going through fire for a, so many people. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're going through fire for so many people, it's depleting you. And if that's depleting you, then it defeats the purpose in like who you're actually in love with. So that's, and that brings up a whole nother like can of worms because like when you get married and for me, you're talking like my soulmate is sitting right across from me, but I'm a huge sociolite. So I love people. I love a lot of people. So this is a great question for me. So where do I spend my time? Yeah. yeah. Like, because I love so many things and I love doing so many things. And but you only I have love so much time, energy. But I only have so much energy output. and time and output that I can put in. So what I reflect on, and I think it's been a huge learning curve for me over the past four years, is like defining what am I in love with, which is you. And then what do I love? And I have to get rid of some of the things I love because I'm in love with this other person and the things that she's in love with matter just as much to me now when they used to not even be on my radar. And that's another thing that I think in relationships is very tough for people to start realizing. And it's like when you when you go from like boyfriend and girlfriend to engaged to like you're married and you're you're planning on like where our life is going and we're gonna have kids like it gets very real where it's like a lot of the things that you love now CJ loves 
<laughs> like, or I have to because I'm in love with bar that person. Class. Yeah, like <laughs> bar <kidding>. class. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I need bar class. My hips are terrible, but um, that's one thing that I never, and, and it's, it's good because I never would have tried it unless I was in a relationship with you. Now it enlightens me, but again, um, that's, that's, I think, a, a whole nother can of worms that we could, we could get into. <laughs> Um, where people are trying, I love to hear some of some of the misconceptions. I, I, I like this topic a lot. What is what is another misconception that you that you hmm, think? I think I think there's a lot around because I I think just just personally I think like co- growing growing up is like male or female, um, like the media portrays to to women like get married, have kids, and whatever. So the misconceptions kind of like are I don't know what the word is for it but like just put on you with this pressure a lot more than a guy like we were talking weddings on our last thing yeah I could versus go like on for that males like it's not I think yeah I think and I think there's also somewhat of a misconception around like women that are I don't want to call it ambitious I think a lot of people are ambitious but like and not just am independent, but like I don't even know what word I'm actually trying to say. But I have aspirations to kind of be like a male figure, like I don't know, like alpha. I don't I don't know the, what word I'm actually looking for, but that that would yeah, cause <laughs> you know, but that that would cause problems. I think there's a misconception that that could stir the pot in a relationship because, you know, the male figure is supposed to be like dominant and whatnot. And I think that comes with knowing yourself and and the way that you work together with your partner. And and I don't think that that's true. So for the women out there that find themselves feeling super independent and and going after these non-traditional things and and maybe confused as to how they find a guy that's not just can keep up with that, but also like supportive. I think that it, it exists. <laughs> um, and it's just making sure that you're not, not taking a step down with what you want out of your life to ca- kind of cater to who somebody else. And I think that that's all very much about, uh, around, you know, what knowing yourself and what you want. Yeah. And I think, from from the male perspective of that one i feel bad that that's a that's still a thing like hopefully decades and before decades um that changes so and and i i i want to embody that in our relationship where like it doesn't have to be like that and i again i just i think action has a lot to do with it um the more that that women are put in these powerful positions and hopefully we have a woman president one day that will start changing because from the male side of things and and the alpha male side of things like i'm i'm a i'm a leader and i'm competitive as hell and it's been i'm not gonna lie a huge transition being with somebody that um goes toe to toe with you and you have to realign with where you're trying to go with your own life. Cause that was, that was a huge thing for me. It was just like, all right, this is again, going back to the in love, love thing. 
I now have to take on the things that you like a good instance would be running. I don't like running. Aaron loves to run, but who's going to be at the finish line of every fucking race that she ever has is going to be me. Like without a doubt, even though like I wouldn't partake in that running, maybe one day when we have kids, like maybe I'll run, I'll do the the 5k, I'll push the stroller and push and do the 5k. Now now in a lot of situations that would be reverse, right? That would be, yeah, a lot of situations that would be reverse. And for me, like I embrace that support support and that's what i think if we tie this all the way back to that that soulmate is just like there are certain ways that like i embrace that support and then you embrace that support even though necessarily like that's not a thing that Aaron like some things i do aaron is not in love with but she will like love them because i'm in love with that process or in love with whatever that that thing is or I'm in love with the idea of make it making you happy because I'm there yes that's what I that's what I'm in love with when I do things that I for you that I wouldn't do alone or that I wouldn't necessarily even want to do like I don't know some of the events I've gone to before I can't even think of yeah, specifics that- but and and I think that that's just that's what it's all about and I get joy out of just knowing that you're happy I'm there and then I'm happy to be there and I'm and it makes me start liking it in return so yeah and I think I think the the last one that would be good for us to to wrap up on is just a little bit of a misconception around our relationship and how much we talk about business and work and our future and productivity and just all these things that we often do talk about but maybe we share a little bit about how we do practice balance and and keep that chemistry going and let loose a little bit every now and then um if you want to share about that but so um my, my only confusion with this is like what's the is that the misconception around us or is that a misconception in other relationships so i think it could be both i mean yeah. I, I've, people have said that to me before and i think what did they say? Like, it seems like we're always constantly talking about business and do you like ever do anything for fun and not work out? I have a like, lot of fun. Today <laughs> I, I went cliff jump. I went fucking like, cliff jumping. Well, today. I think also the misconception <laughs> could be around that stuff and I had may three not margaritas be fun to life. other people, but it's fun to us. So there's that. But yeah, I think, I mean, we do, we kind of have decided that we set a certain day aside to just be with each other and sometimes we recognize that the week gets really busy and we may not be able to talk as much as we'd like to but I think the misconception here is that there is a a right way like that's that's literally there's a right way to have relationships there's a right way to have life and that's why for us like if there's a person out there that and they're in a relationship and all they do is talk business but like they have they enjoy it they have great dates they have great sex they they love each other they give each other gifts like they make a beautiful family if they talk about business all the time and that's the case like so be it so be it right so um but in terms of if we're answering for us it would have to be i think we just ebb and we flow like we we go with um, what our goals are in the immediate future and then like what our shifting goals are for our long-term future 
and that's where we're very I mean we have these conversations all the time but we talk about these goals but then we also realize sometimes we're like okay we're constantly talking about our goals let's just enjoy this moment let's enjoy the present we do do that we rein it in at times and I think that that's a built-in so and that's an that's a thing that that's a that's a habit like we've built we've built that habit up because I mean for the people out there like we weren't we've always been ambitious but we haven't been um, this focus on this focused on like what we're trying to get out of life and someone actually commented on like because we we're talking about getting there in our life or or even getting anything and that's a huge thing in the space in the entrepreneurial and business space in and itself it's just like why can't you just enjoy the present moment when you don't even know what's going to happen but like for me like it's burnout too i but this is me i my creativity comes from like what the future could be like and that's just how i've always been is like i want to mold my future but that doesn't mean that i'm not enjoying the present moment right. so if if you've ever known me like then we go into a party or a soccer event or whatever it may be like I give 200% in that very moment every single time because I love living like I love that moment but I also have built in this mechanism where I'm thinking like I'm giving 200% in that moment because I want to be in that moment because it's helping me get to other moments that I want and that's where there's a lot of people out there that get stuck at the bar on a Friday night with their friends and they don't want to be there because they're insecure they're insecure and they don't know how to say you know what this is not what I want to do with my time so then what happens is they don't give 200% in that moment so their friends feel that negative energy so they're like what the hell is up with this person now that's never going to be me because like most moments I'm in unless it's with you who it's somewhere where it's like I'm supporting in this role and I'm still going to give 200% because I'm supporting somebody if it's not if that's not the case and I'm just not going to be there mm-hmm. and that's another thing where to, to end on it just comes back to like that misconception of you don't know what goes on behind people's doors like Mm -hmm. everything we're talking about this whole podcast is talking about misconception anybody can have a misconception and assume anything about you at any given moment but unless you spend time with them and see them and understand them or even what I care about is you caring about trying to understand other people and being inspired and motivated to not make any quick judgments you're not gonna know like you're just not gonna know and yeah. that's where and like, I think the, the takeaway here is that there's misconceptions out there about relationships, there's misconceptions about the concept of love, but beyond that, there's misconceptions all the time, every moment, and let's all try to be the people that aren't making the misconceptions, that aren't, that aren't taking them in and creating them for ourselves. Let's stop judging, let's just take everything for what it is and try to care to understand, like you said. Yeah, that's it. Just care care for yourself first um i'm a big believer in in pour your own cup figure out things for yourself and then and own up to your own and own your feelings and your opinions on these topics and have the audacity to question i like that so we're going to end on that have the audacity to question maybe our next podcast episode will be on that topic on like what what questions of the universe are out there um, that we have but uh, (laughs) 
I hope all of you enjoy the rest of your Friday night and your weekend. Thrive on.